0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM.
1: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Book Club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. That was a lovely nasheed by Mahazine called For, For the Rest of My Life. Um, and today we are going to be talking about a really really um, amazing book called The Four Traits of the Cherished Muslimah and that was actually partly the reason I played that nasheed so And just to kind of link into this idea of marriage and um, what that might mean in the current um, day and age. Um, So what I will do is I will start by giving you a quick introduction um, to the book itself. And then I'm really delighted to be joined by the author of the book um, to be able to talk about some of the themes that are a part of it so the introduction is this book is for all women who seek hope clarity and direction in their marriages it is for all women who like me have at some point in their lives wished that their marriage had come with a manual life brings its own challenges we all have our own personal struggles and have our own ego to contend with and when you add marriage to the equation you are adding another life and its challenges along with your own This book provides a structure for a healthy marriage. It allows flexibility for each person to be unique in their personality, thus creating a unique marriage. Um, So it's a really um, lovely, I think, introduction and gives a good idea of um, what the book um, is going to be about. And I really actually quite like um, the title, which is um, the four traits of a cherished Muslim. And the sub kind of subheading to that is how it takes more than just love to nourish um, your marriage so it'd be really lovely today to be um, to hear f- uh, w- from some of our listeners so you can call in on zero one five eight two four eight one eight double two, or you can whatsapp in on Um and I think what will be really great actually is to hear maybe um, some experiences of people who um, perhaps are in the process of getting married maybe you're you know looking for a partner or maybe you've been married for many years and you can share some of um, you know insights and wisdom into into you know all um, that that kind of uh, you know entails but i think the most um beautiful thing really and it is even um in the book so the book is written by sarah malik and um in her dedication she says i dedicate this book to all women who wish to resurrect the rights that they were given more than 1400 years ago and who wish to have their own claim and connection to the messenger of allah maybe we may we be with him sallallahu alayhi wa so it's a really beautiful I think intention um to have, especially when it comes to reading. I think I always say this that reading, obviously we read for pleasure, but the idea is that through it maybe there's some learning um or there's some you know benefit that we're taking um from it, and I think that's really, really important. um So I'm really excited to be joined um by the author of um the Four traits of a Cherished Muslim, Sarah Malik, alaikum.
0: How are
1: you Sarah this morning?
0: I'm okay alhamdulillah Fantastic. It's great
1: to be here. No thank you so much for your time and obviously just sharing um, you know this beautiful beautiful book so do you want to talk a little bit first about um, what you do and how this book came about and what inspired it?
0: Yeah so um, alhamdulillah um, I'm a marriage coach mm-hmm. um, I've been a marriage coach for about over 10 years now and um, this is my way of helping women in a like a very tangible form something I think in our coaching sessions I often mm-hmm. say things and we discuss things and um, it's nice to have everything written down like yeah. a compilation yes, and, um, yes it's yes. basically mm-hmm. a, a handbook yeah. for women Muslim women mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it will show them how that they can create healthy marriages mm. um, and they can be happy and successful in their marriages
1: Sure. And so can you maybe explain before we go into the book, what exactly is a marriage coach? So does it come under um, kind of an umbrella of counselling or is it more about something motivational? So how would you define that?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question because I often get um, new clients texting me saying, you know, I'm looking for um, Mm. a marriage counsellor. And Mm. I always have to point out that I'm actually not a counsellor and I'm a coach. And a coach is different to a counsellor because Mm -hmm. with coaching, it's more about where you are or where you want to get to mm-hmm. and um, it's looking for solutions um it's very solution oriented mm-hmm. so that's why i really love what i do because you know you get somebody calling you mm-hmm. that's having problems and you help them to find solutions and you know for them to see light at the end of the tr- tunnel and mm-hmm. it's really great
1: yeah yeah absolutely and I can see actually how beneficial that would be because um you allude to what you actually say in in the book the fact that you felt that you didn't have um necessarily kind of examples to look from in terms of what a marriage is and I can't remember the actual wording but it's possible that many of us would wish that we had a manual (laughs) so is that kind of what you were kind of hoping to achieve it's something that you found that there was not available so you want to kind of fill that gap so to speak
0: yeah yeah definitely i just really wanted to fill a gap
1: yeah yeah um,
0: with writing this book and when i got married i got married at 18 you know i was youngest out of all my friends yeah Um, even even my elder sister wasn't married at the time right and um i didn't have anybody to turn to So everything i did i was like the first one yes um and i didn't have anybody to speak to because everything that I think from my parents generation what they went through mm. that was all different it all changed yes um so I did and and it's really interesting that you say that because mm-hmm. I read somewhere recently that coaching actually fills that gap of mm. having that society and that community that would help us because um, exactly. we don't have that community anymore mm. um yeah. and so you know we can turn to coaches instead which is actually a really beautiful thing
1: yeah no so absolutely really, it, yeah mm. it's
0: always really nice to be helping people
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I think even, I guess it's similar, even when we talk about kind of parenthood, the fact that, you know, they say that it takes a village to, you know, raise a child, but, you know, that, you know, it doesn't mean just younger years. It's kind of all, I guess, the whole journey that we take into adulthood and even maybe into marriage. So, no, definitely, I think, you know, you're right. It's kind of... uh, there's obviously a void that you've managed to fill, which I think, you know, Masha is really, really amazing. Um And, you know, I just shared um, just earlier that, you know, the dedication that you've got, you know, in your book and this idea that you want you wanted to allow, I guess, yourself and uh, other women or people who are going to read the book, you know, this reconnection with the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so do you kind of feel that that is kind of the heart of, of, of what, the book is trying to do you know or um, because I wonder how you know what was the process like of trying to convey that kind of prophetic kind of meaning I think through through what you were writing
0: yeah I mean that's something that's really close to my heart and mm-hmm. I think that's something that my book was actually missing when I originally wrote it Right, it was missing that connection mm-hmm. um, when I initially started writing the book and I've been coaching women for over 10 years now and during this time, I've always been writing down what's working for them, what's not working for them. Mm. Um, In terms of my coaching material, I was adding things and taking things out. Um, And so the whole book writing process has been a journey of about 10 years. Um, And so in that sense, it's really, I'm I'm really happy to finally have got to, Mm -hmm. you know, publishing day, insha'Allah this Friday. But Amazing. like I said, yeah. when I started off, it seemed like I was a different person then. Mm. Um, I didn't actually have that connection to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu at that time. Mm-hmm. And through this journey, you know, and, and during the journey, I made that connection, alhamdulillah, yeah. Yeah. from meeting, you know, a fantastic teacher mm-hmm. um, who was able to convey that essence to me. Um, and then that made me readdress the whole book yeah. and actually I think it was connecting all the dots that, I, actually everything was there but that mm. that connection of um, yeah. seeing uh, all of those traits are really the four traits of a cherished Muslimah, yes. leadership, love, wisdom and justice. Mm. They're really beautiful traits in, within themselves but when yes. you connect that to the messenger of Allah yes. wasalam, it just becomes so much more deeper mm. and um, so much more fulfilling.
1: Yeah yeah no absolutely and and you know coming back to this idea of of um because again you mentioned in in the preface where you didn't really have many kind of healthy marriages to maybe take from you know so what do you think um i mean there's one thing where okay that we were kind of missing you know this manual kind of thing but what but what about our the older generations or our parents generations you know what is it that we do you feel we can take from them and maybe potentially not as well like what what do we also need to leave you know is it you know is it just the generation gap or or do you think that it's because now we're you know we're living in britain or you know is what's maybe the reason for that do you think
2: Mm,
0: it's that's a really interesting question because mm. I often, I often compare my life to my mum's life, which is yeah. natural, yes, um, and to my aunties, mm. and I do think that they had different challenges. They had a lot of challenges. Yeah, um, you know, their husbands weren't present mm. that much because they're always sure. busy at work. Mm-hmm. Um so, so um, we didn't see that a connection between husband and wife within, like, getting into the you know nitty gritty yeah. of yes. home life. Um, so. Mm. I guess in in our marriages now we we don't have the example of that gratitude. Sure. Um, although our you know our moms were very um, mm-hmm. grateful to their spouses. Yes. They course. had different challenges. Mm. They had more housework. They had less help. Yes. We have we'd probably have more help but in a different way. <laughs> yes, exactly. I always, what I always compare with my mom is yeah. um, she didn't drive. Mm. Um, and that was really difficult for her. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'd really like not to drive, and yeah. I'd really like to have to go everywhere with my husband, sitting yeah. in the back, just yeah. watching the world go by. And, and then, you know, being really content when it's time to drop off the children, saying, come yes. on, kids, time for you to go to school, yeah. instead of finding a parking space. Yeah, exactly. You know, getting <laughs> stuck in road rage in London. Mm. Um, being horned out and, you know, getting to school on edge and things like right, off you go, off you go. Yes. And always being stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's, you, our problems are very different. But yeah. I definitely think that we can take a lot of resilience mm. and patience from them. Sure. They were really, um, they did manifest um, mm-hmm. perseverance and making it work. I yeah. suppose well they had to, yes. Um, because I don't think they felt like they had any choice at mm-hmm. that point. But sure. through this resilience, I think mm-hmm. they became stronger women for that. Sure. and um, not only that they were able to find solutions mm. um, and make solutions because they knew that they had to make it work
1: yeah yeah no absolutely and I, I think you're right because especially if we you know think about my own mother and, and many others who've left their home in terms of um, you know mm. Pakistan or maybe a, you know a, a different country and, and having to rebuild a new life and then to have children mm. in a completely new you know a, a new place of you know it's it's you know it's mm. kind of something to admire definitely um, yeah So in terms of then kind of following on from that, what do you feel that the book, so the four traits of a cherished Muslim, how can they help to counter, you know, marital challenges? Because like you said, I mean, challenges always exist, right? You know, in in terms of marriage, but, you know, current, I guess, something, you know, in the current um, context.
0: Mm. Well, um, The way that I've written this book Mm -hmm. is to help women to improve their marriages, Mm -hmm. whether that's, whether they're in a happy marriage or they're in a marriage where they need to make changes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't just focus on problems and eliminating those problems. However, Mm -hmm. these skills are so, they're so important to learn, it's like cooking, um, gardening, yeah. I use the metaphor of the garden a lot in the book yes. um it's about picking out the weeds and um sowing seeds of change, mm. sowing new seeds and continuing to sow them mm-hmm. in the hope that something will grow from there mm. and 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 also providing those seeds with nourishment so mm. that they can flourish yeah. in terms of how. The book can help with modern-day issues. I think one of the main issues a lot of couples have is communication. Mm. And this is something I'm really passionate about addressing in the book. Um, If I was to talk about one major topic in the book, it would Mm. be that. It would be healthy and effective communication, getting your point across, Mm. getting what's inside you out in a way that it gets you results, Mm. the results that you want. Because often you can start off a conversation and it can go, Um, in a completely different direction Um, you can start off um, Mm -hmm. talking to your husband about something Mm -hmm. and just because of what's going on inside you you can end up in a massive row talking about things that weren't even the issue in the first place
1: yes I Um, do that a lot (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I
0: I still do that but catching yourself exactly well no I've got to stay focused and talk about what the issue actually is yeah. so yeah communication is one and i think another one is just fostering that love between husband and wife mm. um, and how to do it in a modern day context you know um mm. gratitude is so important yeah you know um and often we miss out on the gratitude because we don't actually see
1: yeah
0: um, what we're getting um sure. in terms of love you know yeah. so i talk about the five lung the five love languages by Gary mm-hmm. Chapman a lot in my book yeah, yeah, yeah. and how every single person has a different way of expressing their love and mm-hmm. it's about recognizing that you know your, your husband might be out working or doing something for you and that's an expression of love sure. um, and similarly you know um, how you it, it gives you tools on how you can express love yeah. to you know to your spouse but as similar and um, also there's you know there's 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 intimacy mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Advice, yes. which is often ma- missing in, you know, Absolutely. it's often missing in marriage books, and mm-hmm. often you know we do have problems with intimacy within the marriage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah. And then it's, the, uh, yeah, I think just like accepting that help and accepting that support from your husband in the way he's offering it, yeah. it kind of balances. It makes it easier to manage all of your responsibilities because you've got someone else helping you mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than pushing them away yeah. because you don't actually perceive that to be um,
1: mm. an act of love yeah yeah no definitely and do you think this coming back to what you were saying about communication how important that is is that something that's missing from our kind of childhood rearing like you know through at home or at school do you think it's something that we need to spend more time because like you said it, it's a skill like any other and do you think that's what what it was that's what is missing or is it more actually it's just in the context of marriage we 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 struggle with it
0: yeah i mean so I think that it's, it's communication. I think our parents did teach us a lot of patience and resilience, but mm. then at the same time, I think from from their generation, it was like don't really talk about it, and you know, just stay quiet. And eventually, you know, through lots of prayer mm-hmm. and perseverance, things will work out, mm. which is great. But it's actually quite grueling and yeah. it's quite it's it's quite painstaking, mm-hmm. um, and. It, if you don't talk about your issues and I think avoidance was something that mm-hmm. was common in the past yeah. not really talking about issues but I think mm-hmm. the problems are much greater mm-hmm. um, because if you don't talk about issues yeah. things can things can get really problematic really Absolutely. quickly
1: yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's um, that notion but, of how mm-hmm. we you know try to brush things under the yeah onto the carpet and then obviously we, we have a yeah it's obviously not healthy because it's gonna and have in to
0: terms of have, is this something that we picked up in you know whilst growing growing up I mm. think so mm-hmm. I mean I think people who talk about problems can be labelled as troublemakers mm. um, and so sometimes I mean I know in the past I wouldn't say things because I just didn't want to rock the boat or mm. I didn't want to sound like a bad person to say actually this is upsetting me mm. So it's you yeah. know maybe that's a British thing of being too polite yeah. and not just <laughs> not 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 saying it as it is.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, and I think it's um, yeah, and it is it comes under I guess resilience, but also just being able to be in tune with your own m- emotions. And I think sometimes that is also not always um encouraged. And like you said, yeah, it could be a British thing mm. or ju- or just generally. But yeah, it's so important mm. I think to to recognise that. We've, we have a comment from. Uh, one of our listeners, and it says, My husband works a lot, and so do I. So we don't get a chance to communicate. So when I see him, I have so much stress piled up that I release like steam engine. I'm fine after I've released it, but h- my husband is um, steaming from a, for a long time after. The point is, if this interaction was regular, then you can release before it builds up. So that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah,
0: that's a really good comment. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know... It is natural to talk about, you know, to just offload when, you know, you see one another. Yeah. But what happens is because so much comes out and because you do feel like that steam that steam yeah. engine. Yeah. it is important to set a time out mm. regularly. If that's weekly mm. or it's every few days or it's every other day, if it's mm. things are problematic, to just talk about the important issues and when you're addressing certain targeted issues. Mm. So it doesn't just become a big, a big yeah. um, offload
1: yes exactly and do you feel that um do you feel that in terms of that kind of yeah again you know we're talking about communication but also how important it is to yeah you know time out because I just wonder what does that mean is so does that come under the kind of notion of of self-care where you're just taking a step back or is it more about as a couple you need to take a time out you know and, and go and do something together
0: um, so you're just talking about what I just said just earlier about the communication. Yeah, you know, thing. so
1: you were just mentioning the idea of of stepping back. Um, so I'm saying, and does that kind of tie in, do you think, with the idea of self-care? And is that self-care something mm-hmm. that, like, for example, the wife needs where she can go and do something in her own time? Or is it also about the couple doing something mm-hmm. out of the mundane kind of... You know tasks.
0: I think I think that, for in in my um, with my template of the four traits of leadership, mm-hmm. love, wisdom, and justice. Yes. Um, love incorporates self-care, as in a self-love, something that you give yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Giving love and Mm -hmm. that is that quality time That's taking time out for one another that Mm -hmm. is another part of love And you know, it's a a separate part where you're investing in your relationship with your husband Mm
2: -hmm. And yeah,
0: it is enjoyable and it could be seen as Mm -hmm. self-care But I I think with self-care it's very distinct because it's something that you do for yourself that relaxes and unwinds you Which Mm -hmm. is actually separate from the relationship um, in my book, I talk about the different areas where you know different areas of one's life, mm-hmm. and it's so important to give each area that special time and to fill that fill that cup yeah. up of love. So mm-hmm. if it's um, the marriage cup, or if it's um, your spiritual mm-hmm. cup, mm-hmm. or if it's the one with your friends, um, or if it's your career, um, sure. to just to just make sure that they're all balanced yeah exactly
1: and it's so important and then can you talk a little bit about how um the four traits came about so what are these i know you've mentioned them already if you can just for our listeners just to repeat that so what are the four traits and and how did they you know where where did what they based on
0: so one of the reasons that i wrote this book was because i was really dissatisfied with the books that were out there on the market Mm um i found that when I was reading these books and applying them, or I see I was seeing women apply them in their marriages, I'd always find that they had components which were missing, and those missing components could often uh, be quite problematic. Mm. Um, so I was I was always thinking, okay, well, okay, this book's really great and this like this uh, approach is really great, but it's kind mm. of missing this, and mm. that approach is really good, but it's kind of missing something else. So I was always thinking, okay, what is it that they've all got in common, and what is it that what fills in, what complements the other one. And um, so I was always looking for this system. um, And um, alhamdulillah, I found it. Mm -hmm. um, Through my studies of neuro-linguistic programming, um, I found out there were some experts that were advocating that within us, we all have certain traits. Mm -hmm. um, And if we apply these traits in our lives, then we can be a whole complete person. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I started looking at these traits and I found out that they were actually um, originating from archetypes mm. and archetypes is um archetypal theory is something that the swiss psychologist carl jung mm-hmm. identified in the early 1900s mm. and um so i was like wow this already this this this, this is already in place and mm. then as i followed you know at the breadcrumb trail and yes. um, which i'm always doing um mm. i found out that it's like 75 years 75 years later like 1992 right. um a Jungian analyst called robert moore further developed this into four specific traits and what and, um, we'll do Sarah, sorry yeah. to
1: cut you off what we'll do is we'll speak a little bit about that actually just after break so we're just heading over okay. um so to our listeners grab yourselves um a cup of tea or coffee and we will see you in a few moments assalamu alaikum
2: you're listening to an inspire
0: fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm
1: As-salamu and welcome back to The Book Club Show on Inspire 105.1 FM. It is Tuesday the 3rd of December and it is 10.30. My name is Imrana Mahmoud. We are today to talking about The Four Traits of a Cherished Muslimah by Sarah Malik and I'm really delighted to have Sarah um, as a guest on the show today. Just before the break we were talking um, a little bit about where this idea of the four traits um, came from. So I'm just going to say as alaykum to Sarah again. as well, alaikum thank you so much for um staying on hold during the break um so yeah could you want to continue so we were talking a little bit about where the four traits um came from and you were talking um about was it called carl jung yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so, so yeah, see... yeah so so originally i found out that the um, carl Jung had actually identified um traits and archetypes mm-hmm. um that we all had with insiders and then um and this was later further developed by Robert Moore, who was a young Ian analyst mm. in, um, in about seventy five years later so alhamdulillah um I feel really grateful to Allah that he's given the, me the opportunity to further progress this like thirty years later mm. um, um and um to apply it as a uh, a really empowering model um for muslim women in their marriages
1: alhamdulillah mm. mm-hmm. yeah and no, amazing sorry, were you going to say something i i I might cut you off
0: no so yeah. so so The traits, I think, essentially what they are, they're they're four traits and when one applies all of them in balance in their marriage, in their lives, you know, Mm -hmm. so this this is something that applies to men and women um, um, married single and mm-hmm. um, everybody these are traits that are within all of us so even i mean you can see them in, in little children yeah. um you'll see leadership traits in little kids mm-hmm. you'll see them being very loving they won't hold back you know they'll give their hugs and their kisses yes. they'll express their heartache and their heartbreak mm-hmm. um and then you'll see them being very wise mm-hmm. um sometimes you might even see them little children being manipulative just to yeah. get what they want you know yeah. having the ability to wrap people around their finger and you know say yes. things in a, in a in a way that you know your heart melts and you you know you just want to do what they say and yeah. um, so they've got a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. um, we all have that wisdom and then that justice as well so you see justice mm-hmm. I mean we can see justice in babies they'll scream and they want food Absolutely. Um if they don't like something they'll scream if they're, nappy, they're dirty, they'll scream and mm-hmm. um, that doesn't mean that we scream now as adults no but it's about we address our issues yeah, yeah. when we've got those needs we yes. address them and get them met um, oh. as a matter justice that actually i've got this need mm. and i need to i need to get it met so how am i going to get this met yeah. um and knowing that i'm actually living with somebody else i'm mm. a, you know i'm a wife i've got a husband and my needs might actually affect it affect him so how do i get the, these needs met in a way that we're both you know we're both happy
1: sure yes exactly and um we have got a call in uh, by the name of Barbara. Um so I'm just going to see what Baba needs to say. So aslam alaykum Baba.
2: Wa alaikum salam wa rahakatu. Wa
1: Thank you so much for, for calling in. Do you have a question or a comment?
2: Yeah, for, first uh, first of all I just wanted to uh, congratulate Sister Sarah Malik mm-hmm. on this book. Um I think it's um Great achievement, um, yes. because we have lots of. I, so, first of all, I work in family and couple therapy. Mm-hmm. So we have lots of people out there who train as coaches and therapists. But to have someone who's taken ten years of experience and put that together in a book is is a, is a great achievement. And we need more people like that. Mm-hmm. The question I have is: Is there something similar for the men? And um, mm-hmm. is Mr. Malik maybe writing a book on the four uh, <laughs> cherished traits of <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Muslim male uh, <laughs>
0: Sorry, do you want to respond uh, to that? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for calling in. Um, in terms of um, the question, is there something similar for for men? Um, right now, I don't think there's. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything similar for women out there on the market, and so there's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything for men, definitely. Mm-hmm. However, my book was actually based on. Um, a book that was for men. So in, you know, Mm -hmm. in 1992, um, the Jungian analyst who actually identified the four traits, he identified them slightly different. So he identified them as archetypes. Mm -hmm. And it was king, warrior, magician, lover. Mm -hmm. And it's how, you know, each man is a king within himself and how, you know, he taps into his warrior energy mm-hmm. and how he taps into his lover energy and you know both of them are in harmony, harmony with one another so he can have that strength and he can and he can be that lover whilst being you know magician in terms of, of wisdom and a wise person mm-hmm. so the original book was um was for men and that's why i'm just feel so blessed to have like replicated and progressed it mm-hmm. in a feminine way um I think there's a big space for now um, for somebody to come along and write that book. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Barbara could write that book, sure. um, but in terms of is mm-hmm. Mr. Malik going to write that book, um, I think something that I've actually addressed in my book is we should always assign tasks to talent, mm, yes. <laughs> so yeah, okay. uh, Mr. Malik's got lots of talent, but I don't think <laughs> like book writing is one of them. Um, mm. And i you know think this is i think this is should uh, i'd love for this to be an opening for one of the brothers to write something mm-hmm. um, which empowers men um to be the, the to, to manifest leadership and justice mm. um, i think justice is more important for men to be manifesting but then also to be in tune with their lover energy because i think i think men need to find that balance mm.
1: yeah because mm. i think i guess it's almost you know that you know we talk about gender roles and gender expectations and sometimes that beca- can become i guess you know more problematic sometimes for men because we've got this idea of toxic masculinity as well and how all of that plays out in in this kind of field and and i assume though just that obviously even though your book sarah's is is aimed at um women i mean that's not to say that you know husbands can also read it or men can also read it because i think Mm. there's a lot to take from it like you like you said even the full traits so um Mm. their leadership love wisdom and justice and you know Mm. i'm sure that there must be some overlaps you know like you said if if it's based on a prior kind of book Mm. as well
0: yeah there's definitely an overlap, and that's where I just think it's really beautiful because um when I was writing the book and, and I was identifying you know how this all works out for women um there was uh, that that was the main thing it was just so it was so insightful that it was there was so much overlap mm-hmm. so i you know I love you know I love it when books write down. Okay, here's a five tips that you need, or here's the seven principles of you know highly effective people. Mm-hmm. I just find them really catchy and easy to remember. Awesome. Um, and so I've broken my book in down into four traits mm-hmm. and then within those four traits i've got three sections per trait and if we break these sections down and we mm-hmm. look at how men can apply this in their lives mm-hmm. um even if it was their marriages even if it wasn't their marriages and it was just their lives mm-hmm. i think it's re- um, it can be rec- replicated um i just recently wrote on my blog um an article of you know can this book is, mm-hmm. is this book for just you know just for women and why right. um and i um and i made a i made a remark where the Quran is often directed at the man, but mm-hmm. the message is universal. You know, it's mm-hmm. for women as well. Mm-hmm. And as women, we're quite we're quite adept at mm-hmm. looking at the Quran and thinking, okay, this mm-hmm. is addressed to the man, and mm-hmm. it's saying he. But you know, it applies to me as well. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so I've got to take this for myself. And you know. I think yeah. men could read the book and apply it to themselves. Sure. I think this is a trait that they need to master to maybe read a woman's book and apply yes. it to themselves because it's it's yeah. totally applicable.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, Barbara, still on the line, Is that are you happy with that answer or is there anything else? No, no Alhamdulillah,
2: I'm that's, that's, um, <laughs> happy with that. Fantastic. Uh, I just I just wanted to say I've ordered the books. I'm looking forward to reading the book. And um, one of the points that was mentioned was communication. The other one I just wanted to make a comment on was culture. And you know, we're mm-hmm. talking about the previous generation, the current generation. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing in terms of culture, there isn't a set culture for Muslims or Asians or Arabs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Within each family, you find different cultures and you find cultures mm-hmm. vary within us according to our education, according to our outlook, what interests we have. So I think that's mm-hmm. another thing that also sometimes get mi- gets missed is that we have this, um, you know, that there's this singular culture and there isn't.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, thank you so much. That's a really important point, actually, just to take on board because of every context for marriage or for families is, is different. But thank you so much for calling in, Barbara. Thank you. Okay, assalamu alaikum
0: yeah I think yeah. with that with that last with that last comment about culture mm-hmm. that's something that I actually have brought into my book mm-hmm. and um, I talk about how every couple needs to create their own unique working balance, what works for them and um, and that will have a lot to do with their culture you know we have we have marriages now where you've got um different cultures coming together you've got two sets of families that are coming together, mm-hmm. two sets of legacies coming together, and that will create a new legacy of its own. So I think it is really important for every couple to figure out what's working for me rather than looking at everybody else and thinking, well, they're doing it this way and they're doing it this way. So, you know, yes. I should I should do it that way too. It might not actually work for you.
1: Exactly, exactly. No, you're absolutely right because we all have to build our own models almost, you know, that whatever works. Mm. Um, so we were talking about, obviously, one of the traits of being, and being leadership and the fact that there's some archetypes um, as well. Um, so do you think that the, um, obviously in, we have that like, oh, it's a chronic injunction in terms of the the, the the man is like the leader of the family but do you think that that idea can be abused in a you know the current kind of patriarchal society
0: mm, this is really interesting and it's um, it's reminded me of something that you said earlier about toxic masculinity mm. so he, the ayah that I quoted in the Quran mm-hmm. uh, in my book from the Quran mm-hmm. was about uh was it a Quranic ayah or was it a hadith i can't remember now oh, but the, no no it was yeah it was a, it was it was a Quranic ayah that you know sure, men yeah. are no 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 it was a um, hadith oh, it was a hadith so okay. the hadith is yeah, sure. that men are guardians mm-hmm. um, of their families and sure. they are responsible for them and right. women mm-hmm. are guardians of their husband's house and children are mm. responsible for them mm-hmm. so this is something that I do focus on in my book sure. and um, I'm very very aware that we have but this these are the tricks so this is the concept of the traits that every trait mm-hmm. um, has a um, a middle balance, yeah. and on either side you either have an extreme version of that trait, mm-hmm. and when you're when you're excessive in that trait, mm-hmm. or you have a deficient version of that trait, and that's mm-hmm. why you're very deficient in that in that in in that trait. Mm-hmm. Um, so with leadership mm-hmm. and guardianship, and you know shepherding, mm-hmm. which is something that's really important to us. Um, mm-hmm. um, and it's an important principle in our religion. You will have those two extreme polarities. Mm -hmm. You will have the leader, if he is too excessive, he will become a tyrant, Mm -hmm. Um, and and, you know, she will become a tyrant, Mm -hmm. Um, and and similarly, if he's um, deficient in that trait, then he will be a weak leader, Mm -hmm. and he won't be supporting his family the way that he needs to, Mm -hmm. and the way that they need him to support them. Mm -hmm. So within every trait you have the ability to be balanced Mm -hmm. or to be excessive or deficient and it's really important to get that balance otherwise you do have you know this notion of toxic masculinity Mm. similarly you have this notion of um, feminine Um, toxic Mm. femininity, you know, um, Mm. where women can be quite manipulative and and, and cruel and evil, but then at the same time, men can be violent and um, oppressive and abusive. Mm -hmm. And it's about coming back to that balance. Mm. And I think it's coming back to that emulation of Mm. the Messenger of Allah, Mm. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, who was all, you know, he was the perfect. Uh, balance he was a balanced leader, he was a balanced lover, mm-hmm. he was extremely wise, he was a just warrior mm-hmm. and he embodied all four of these traits in such a beautiful way mm-hmm.
1: yeah no absolutely and and I think you know and that's what's so beautiful about you know your book the Four traits of cherished Muslim mm-hmm. the fact that you always come back to that anchor of the Prophet, mm-hmm. and I think you know it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. reminder yeah, exactly. that through your words and texts you you've got that and I know definitely that that comes through um and now linking into the aspect of the four traits and I I was mentioning when we spoke, I think it was yesterday, the you know, the, the illustrations, how beautiful they are and the fact that mm. you use um, you know, the gardens and, and flowers as, as like a metaphor for um the message you're trying to convey. So what was what was the reason for using, you know, um that kind of yeah, uh, gardens and flowers?
0: So the inner um I think with a, a neo-linguistic programming, we're always mm. looking at metaphors and how the mind understands metaphors really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for example, you know, if I said to my, my, my daughter, you know, you're, you just imagine yourself to be a tree to be really strong. And, mm. um, and just subconsciously, I've just put that word tree in, but you know, or I say could is. say to my son that you're like a lion, you know, yeah, yeah. we can yeah. really connect with this strength and saying, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to connect with something strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when I was um when I was um, studying neuro linguistic programming, I thought this was really fascinating. And I thought, okay, what metaphor can I use for my model? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember looking at the kitchen and thinking about recipes and, um, mm-hmm. and you know, the tools that were in my kitchen drawer. Yeah. But, I, uh, but in the end, what I came out with was the inner gar- with a garden mm-hmm. and think, seeing as an inner garden, and then seeing yourself as a, a tree that I've got roots going down and, mm-hmm. you know, and this tied in so beautifully. So for me, it was all about, um, yeah. thinking of something and thinking oh hang on a second there's a connection here yeah. and then finding a connection somewhere else so then mm-hmm. the connection that I you know with the inner garden which developed into a tree and then we had the alhamdulillah the, the, such a beautiful ayah from the Quran where mm-hmm. Allah says that a goodly word is mm. like a, a you know a goodly tree yeah. you know and its re- roots you know go deep and you know its branches are you know so vast and they go up to the sky and Mm. uh, you know a bad word it's like an evil tree Mm -hmm. and it's torn from its roots and you know so I thought that was a beautiful metaphor um so I use the tree a lot and then Mm. I you know I use I use you know young trees and mature trees and Mm -hmm. so initially when I presented um my book to uh, my book proposal to Beacon Books yes. um, who've been really fantastic in this whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I said to them, My book needs yes. loads of trees <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And um, yeah. and so that 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 concept was developed further by my editor Saima right. who was just so like it was just ingenious. Yes. Because we were because initially originally I wanted the front page of my um, mm-hmm. of my book to have a, a picture of a really beautiful lush garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the perfect picture. I yeah. purchased it from Shutterstock. And I was like, this, oh, right. this picture <laughs> is going to be the front cover of my book. Yeah. And, um, and it was just too detailed sure. to have as an illustration. And mm-hmm. um, the, the original illustration was of a tree, mm-hmm. and with branches, you know, drooping low. Yeah. And then there was the flowers at the bottom. Mm. And my editor said, Well, we've got flowers, so wouldn't it be great if we used if you had a yeah. flower per trait oh, and I always wanted something to see um, to to symbolize mm. um, each trait and I didn't know what to use you yeah. know in the past for example with King warrior magician lover they used a picture of an ancient king and a picture mm. of a, a portrait of an ancient warrior mm. and I didn't want to use those portraits because sure. for me I'm quite fussy and which which woman's face would I choose to yeah see? you know to representing love um, and which woman's face would i choose to represent a leadership so so flowers because they come with additional symbolism Mm. it just fit in really well because you know then i could be really creative and actually find out okay which flower signifies leadership Um, and for me it was just the queen lily you know the lily of the whole bouquet Um, and you know i'm always getting lily pollen on my clothes and you know that's just so you (laughs) know it symbolizes fertility you know birth you know you always get uh, lilies that are just closed and then they open up yes. and they, just blo- they bloom. They're so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, Rose was for the lover, definitely, you know, which yeah. ro- flower for a lover <laughs> rose? Yeah, um, and then iris was, you know, for wisdom because iris, um, mm. iris actually means rainbow, mm. and I love that because in my book, you know, or in my coaching, I use the concept of a rainbow a lot, which is something that I got from my trainers, right. um, my NLP trainers,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: when they taught me my my NLP skills, mm-hmm. they taught me that you do never, you never have. rainbow without raindrops and sunbeams Um, and it's about you know wisdom is about finding those sunbeams Mm. uh, finding those rainbows within you know the raindrops and the sunbeams and Mm. then gladiolus was to represent you know um, mm. justice yes. and gladiolus, you know, it actually comes from Gladius which you know, yeah. which was a sword that gladiators right. used. Yes. And I was like, Fantastic. Oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> this is good. This is gonna you know, yeah. this is gonna represent justice. So yeah, so that was that's got its other you know, its own story and it's really beautiful. Yeah, no, it's so amazing.
1: It. Yeah, it's really amazing to hear that kind of background to to all of it. And yeah, and you're right and symbolism is, is so important because actually there was on one hand I was thinking, Oh I wonder whether using flowers again and it might just portray femininity as always being kind of fragile, but actually, when you think mm. about you know, delve deeper, like you've just done, yeah, I mean, so rich in, in 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 all of the meanings that you know you can take from it. So, no, I mean, mm. I think that's that's really, really important. Um, and I know you've mentioned obviously, um, NLP neuro linguistic program- programming a few times. Can you just for the listeners just explain a little bit about what that is, um, just to give a bit of background?
0: Yeah, so, um neuro-linguistic programming is all about how the mind um, speaks its own language Mm -hmm. and how it can be programmed. Um, We always run the same program in our mind and how it can be programmed to um, get the results that we want. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really simplistic and really rubbish explanation of words. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but for me, it's all about, um, I mean, the way that I was taught neuro-linguistic programming is the mind is like a computer. You know, it was, it was right. identified. NLP was identified in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, and there were, you know, computer and IBM was all the rage. Yes. And during that time, you know, everything was like tech, technology related. Mm. And um, what they, they actually based this whole therapy model Wow. Um, it's not just a therapy model, but this, yeah, sure. this, this whole um, yeah. this whole process of th- how the mind works as a computer. Mm-hmm. so the way that I was taught is the mind is a computer mm-hmm. and it 's going to run the same program that you put and in and it yeah, every yeah. single time you run that program mm-hmm. and If you want the mind to do something different, then you change the program yeah. and you do something different anything different yeah. to get a different result so um, i'm I feel really blessed to have learned you know mm-hmm. the the the, the the neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. and to be able to have fit it in to a book to help women mm-hmm. in their marriages. So I think I've used NLP a lot throughout my book. Mm-hmm. Into, um, and it's, it, it comes in. There's so many aspects to it. There's there's framing things in a positive way. There's speaking positively. Mm-hmm. Um, NLP can be used to influence people um, with integrity mm-hmm. um, and to communicate and and make and and make changes in mm-hmm. yourself. which will make changes with those that are around you as well.
1: Yeah and I think it's really interesting that whole idea of almost like you say, reprogramming your mind because i i mean it was a few years ago but i did a a really short you know a few sessions of nlp by an amazing practitioner called samir malik and um
0: oh but i just do you know, know Samir?
1: Me. oh fantastic yeah, yeah yeah and then i just remember thinking I, I mean i never said this to him but at the, the first session i thought this is a bit i thought i feel like i'm being passive aggressive like i'm making myself <laughs> you know like <laughs> be positive even though I want I want to be negative and I want to make an issue out of this but actually of course it's healthy you're, you're kind of just um reframing the situation and it and definitely it helps you deal with things better helps you have a better kind of um perspective on, on the situation I guess so mm. definitely mm. by
0: the end of it I thought it was really powerful mm. yeah there's, uh, there's a picture that I've uh illustration that I have in my book of a mm. woman you've probably seen it. it's a woman mm. she's looking at a spider Mm. So it talks about how every single person can see the yeah. same external event okay. and have a completely different internal representation mm. of that same event. Yeah. So one woman could see a spider, and due to her memories, the decisions she's made, her values and beliefs, yeah. um, and you know just the way that she likes to do things, she mm. might have a completely different reaction yeah. to that spider mm. so w- one lady might have had a bad experience or mm. might have watched arachnophobia yeah. when she was young <laughs> yeah. um, and um, you know she, she 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 might be terrified when she sees mm. that spider mm. whereas somebody else might have had a pet lizard um, yes. that sure. she was feeding spiders and yeah. you know all these and creatures too yeah, which yeah, my yeah. friend has a uh, a right. lizard <laughs> yeah oh right okay. and um, you know so she would think okay this is just food for my lizard yeah um, and yeah. i did see, some, see it as something that was actually quite beneficial and then mm-hmm. you've got the spiritual muslims yes, who course. identify with the spider as ankabut yes. and you know it the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam this salam. is this is a special it's a special creation yes, yes and then you've got someone like me who'd say get rid of this spider yeah. quickly you know <laughs> it's on my prayer mat
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me as well <laughs> but it's it's but you're right and it's kind of um really touching on, on all aspects of, of who we are as human beings and, you know, that spiritual sense because of, you know, being of the Muslim faith. I mean, I do that. I see a spider. I keep reminding myself, there's a surah about a spider. There's a surah about, and I you know, like, <laughs> don't, be, don't be afraid or don't, don't you know, freak out for no reason. But, but yeah, no, it, you know, like you said, that's a really good example, actually, to, to kind of use um, in terms of external factors and how we perceive them and deal with them. So, uh, yeah, and like we were just saying earlier, and I think that's what's so amazing about um, your book, so the four traits of a cherished Muslimer, the fact that you're able to incorporate all these different i guess models and 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 um, uh, you know theories i guess but actually in a more practical way um so what would you know we we're, we're nearly uh, nearing the end of the show but what advice can you give to you know married women or not even just married maybe you know women who, who are looking to get married i mean is, is there a piece of advice that you can give to on that journey
0: I think my piece of advice is like detailed in 300 pages. Yeah, <laughs>
1: true. <laughs> Buy the book. So why don't you mention if, where they can get the book from and how they can um, get in touch with you in terms you know, um, in terms of Facebook or social media?
0: Um, yeah, so alhamdulillah, the book is going to be officially published on uh, on Friday, this coming Yay! Friday. Uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that because, I mean, I mean, I was excited anyway, but then yes. I just got a, like a message through a few weeks ago saying that our local lady, um, girls primary, sc- uh, secondary school, mm-hmm. Lady Nafisa school mm-hmm. um, was having their annual sisters evening on the same day and I thought, oh Amazing. my goodness, I can't believe this. Yeah. It's on the same day. We've yes. got, this is like, this is sent from Allah. I've got to do something about mm-hmm. this. So I'm actually going to be there um, mm-hmm. at the Lady Nafisa school um, annual sisters evening and I'm going to be presenting my books. I'm really, really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to, we have um, the first copies ever printed
2: Amazing, there so if also. anybody wants
0: to come and buy them that'd be really really great and it'd be really great to see them there mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to be um, it's, it's available right now for on pre- or, uh, for pre-order on Amazon mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be going on to Book Depository or it might already be there now mm-hmm. and um, Book Depository are great because they do free international shipping mm-hmm. um, it's going to inshallah soon be available as an audiobook no not an audiobook sorry mm-hmm. uh, yeah. ebook so yeah, it'll be fantastic. downloadable for Kindle mm-hmm. um, and um, Otherwise, I'm available on my website, which is um, cherishedandsuccessful.com. And I'm also um, quite active on social media. So you can um, find me on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And my handle is um, cherishedmuslima. So awesome. it's, I I love to interact with people and, you know, I love helping women. It's something I do. But Brilliant. but that was yes. just a joke, like it's in 300 pages. No, I no, think, it's what, all good. What, it's but... One piece of advice that um, I think is a Well, we've just a, run out of time, so I think maybe they'll right, have no to worries. get in
1: touch with you <laughs> to find out. But thank you so much for your time today. As- You're as- welcome. As- you as- as-
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFMLuton.